0: Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show.
1: Moves like butter, sweet like
2: honey, looks so good like she made off money.
0: She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is,
3: Andrea Kay.
1: It's a woman's wall!
3: Oh,
4: dance!
5: It is all mine. It's all mine, mine, mine. Every night of the week from 6 to 8 p.m. here on AM 1170, The Answer. I am Andrea Kay, rocking and rolling into hour two here as we roll over the hump into the 4th of July weekend. Glad to have you guys here with me for this second hour, 888-344-1170. Do y'all know what four foods you should never store in the refrigerator door? If you think you know. Give us a call. A little little trivia quiz, 888-344-1170. I tell you um, who might know the answer to that. I don't know. Well, first of all, before I go any further, the man who didn't really know this, but is probably about to tell you that he did. It's none other than DJ Potato Skins.
3: I did know that because uh, I have the opening doors uh, on the fridge that come out. But you can definitely store potato skins in the doors of the fridge.
5: Okay. Well, good to know. If you think you know what four foods you should never store in a refrigerator door, give us a call, 888-344-1170. I tell you who may or may not know this but will claim that he does. And, of course, I'm talking about the financial thought doctor.
3: Call him by his call sign. Uh,
5: call, Yeah, call sign uh, Fighting Meadows. <laughs> Is Dave (laughs) Elhoff? Dave, something's wrong with your call sign when it makes people
6: giggle. (laughs) (laughs) And I do know what the not the store in your uh, uh, refrigerator.
5: Uh, No, it's the refrigerator door. Okay, give us give us one of the four. Give us one of the four, and I'll tell you if you're right. Fish bait. Oh, good one. Very good. It's not on the list, but it did get a chuckle out of me. And you know what? Why is it that Elhoff and I laugh so much when he comes on to share with us the bad news of the day about money And Yeah, and the economy, but we always end up having a great time together. Hey, you know, we might as well laugh. Uh, Well, you got
6: to. You know, they print more money every day. Right.
5: (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know what made me laugh? And I don't know if Elhoff is going to get a chuckle out of this. But we've got a clip for you all and for Elhoff from Fed Chair Powell. Uh, continuing his rounds in the media. Um, I, think, I think this clip is as credible as this woman who accused Trump of trying to choke out a Secret Service officer, but we'll get your take on this. El Hofskins, please play clip one.
7: So the U.S. economy is actually in, in pretty strong shape. So if you look back a year, um, the U.S. economy grew more than five and a half percent. It was really the big reopening year. Mm-hmm. And so we had expected this year to be that that growth would moderate to a more sustainable path. Um, we also, of course, are, are raising interest rates, and the aim of that is to slow growth down so that supply will have a chance to catch up. We, we hope that, that growth can still remain positive. Um, but if you, So if you look at it, uh, the strength of the economy, households are in very strong financial shape. They've still got a lot of excess savings from from you know, forced saving, from not being able to travel and things like that, and also from fiscal transfers. So households are overall, not, not every household, uh, and not not the ones at the lower end of the income spectrum, but overall in strong state. The same thing is, is true of businesses. Very, very low uh, rates of default and things like that. Lots of cash on the balance sheet. Um, the labor market is tremendously strong, You know, still averaging very, very high uh, uh, job growth per month. So overall, the U.S. economy is in... Uh, is is well-positioned to withstand tighter monetary policy, we think.
5: Okay, Elhoff. Okay, I'm no financial genius like you are. Nobody is accusing me of being any kind of financial... Uh, thought nurse, let alone financial thought doctor. But here's a couple things that jumped out at me about that. He's talking about households. And he's like, you know, they're all doing really well, except those that don't make a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right. Because in this system of the haves and the haves not, the haves are doing really well, Elhoff.
6: Well, I'll tell you, AK, just because the economy may be strong in their eyes of what's taking place doesn't mean it equates to that people's lives are better. Yeah, you know that's the whole thing. The economy in their numbers and the numbers that they're using are it appears to be strong to them, but it does not mean that our lives are better.
5: Well, not only that, but and, and that's a good point. And how and and. That reminds me of something else that jumped out here. He's talking about businesses, very, very low rates of default. Well, they shut down half of them under COVID and they never came back. So, of course, the ones that have survived are still going okay. Okay. Um, but they literally destroyed millions of businesses with these shutdowns. We, I think, I think in uh, San Diego County and Chula Vista, it was something like 65% of the restaurants alone, I think closed down during COVID and many didn't come back. I mean, we wiped out entire industries. So the fact that we've got low default in business right now just means that there, you know, the, it, the survival of the fittest, um, the ones that survived are still here and the other ones already defaulted by default under the government, grab there. Something else he says is um, uh, are, are you finding out there, maybe in your circles, households have all kinds of boatload of savings because they weren't allowed to travel for two years under COVID? But everybody I'm talking about ain't sitting on a wad of cash and they're freaked out over the market and what it's done to their retirement accounts.
6: Well, plus, if you go out, Andrea, look at your bill next time out because these businesses, even the ones that are still open, they typically have some kind of percentage surcharge that they have to incorporate Mm -hmm. into the bill in order to make it work. And then they expect the tip too. And if you go to any place and they ask for tips, it's always 18, 20, 25, 30% they're asking for, not 10 or 15 like everybody used to do. And plus on top of that, they have, a service charge on there so yeah uh, it, it you know, I I can't tell you that we're all experiencing this great euphoria about the economy the economy may be doing okay but the stock market isn't really showing it you don't see it exploding and uh, Let me tell folks out there a little tip that what's going on here is if you take a look at the PE ratios of growth stocks versus value, growth stocks are somewhere around 26 PE, high being not a good number. Value stocks are at somewhere around 12. So there's been a shift. The last five years, it's all been growth. Value has taken it Short and has not really done very well, but they need to take a look at their portfolios and start to look at what are their positions? Are they growth or value? And they may need to be shifting over to a value position because yeah. those stocks are cheaper
5: yeah good good point i'll i'll you know people need to get a hold of you and have a conversation and revisit that if the economy was so engr- so going so well for everybody elhoff then why would newsom um be talking about his inflation be needing an inflation relief stimulus his plan is he wants to send checks of up to $1050 um. Oh, there's just so much wrong with this plan, including the fact that somebody's got to pay for this, and this is likely. Am I wrong that this is only going to end up this ain't three, sending $200 checks to people isn't going to solve this crisis and it's only going to, you know, are they going to print more money? How are they going to pay for this?
6: What's the population of California? 40 million. Okay. And they say this is going to help because they're going to send 2.3 million people a $1,050. okay that's less than 0.5 percent of the population i don't see how that's going to really solve a lot of the problems that most of us are experienced with uh um the gas prices the food prices and just the general inflation going on now today the fed came out and told us what the m2 money supply was for the last month and it had shrunk and well, Tell everybody the,
5: what the M2 money supply means.
6: Many to, M2 money supply is the cash that's being held by people throughout the country. Okay. Okay. And it had increased after the pandemic because of all those welfare checks and all those pandemic checks that went out, and it was going through the roof. And that's what has caused the inflation. The inflation has been caused by increasing the money supply out there, and then you crank in supply issues and supply chain issues, and you got more money chasing less goods, and that's what causes inflation.
5: Yeah, th- and let and me let me remind them. everybody. Yeah, that's why in Venezuela, when they got no no f- food on the shelves, and what they've got is literally their currency just laying in piles on the streets.
6: Yeah. Exactly. So we got a long ways to go through this. But I did, I think I sent you an article on bears or or the bear markets since World War II. And there are strategies out there to take advantage of if we get into a depression. Actually, it was uh, recession since World War II. And a person going in, we've had a 20% decline in the market already this year. Oh, ouch. That's bear market territory. Totally. However, if you were to, this is a lot of people now are starting to get back in because they're buying some good stocks.
2: Yeah, buy low, sell
6: high, buy low, right? Exactly. It takes some pretty good, oh, I can't say it on the air. In order to do that, it's when you're turning your stomach turns and you're buying into the market when it's at these levels, when you can really make some money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and that's why I'm encouraging people to look at what the PE ratios of their portfolio are and look for those that are around the 12 letter uh, value stocks. Value stocks, the small capital stocks outdo the major markets over the long haul, and they've been out of favor for the last five years. And it is this is this the tide's starting to change. That now it's small cap value, large cap, mid cap value stocks are coming back into favor.
5: All right, well, everybody, y'all need to get a hold of of Elhoff because let me tell you, these checks they're going to be. Um, you need you need some real advice, not Gavin Newsom's advice, which is to sit back and wait for uh, three hundred fifty dollars, uh, his inflation check, and that's for um, if you make up to seventy five thousand in income, or add another three fifty to that if you're up to one hundred fifty thousand in your household. Uh, that's not going to solve your problems, okay? But uh, and you may not even have problems. You just may need some advice on on what to do with your money going forward. So Elhoff, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you.
6: The best way is to text or call 619-548-0965, 619-548-0965, or call Dave. Or, I mean, email me at Dave at Elhoff.com, dot fcom Dave at com, And we'll have a conversation, and we'll get you pointed in the right direction.
5: All right, Ella Well, Listen, you have a fantastic 4th right, of July. Dad, all right, all right my dear. Too. Thank you, honey. All right, take good care. Love it. Bye. Bye. Love you, too. All right, now, y'all stay tuned, because speaking of the supply chain, our man John Kerry has the solution that y'all been waiting for, and we're going to share that with you when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego.
3: Andrea K telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer
7: San Diego.
5: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. If y'all were already, you know, we, earlier last hour, I think we were talking about Christmas versus Fourth of July, and um, some people with these supply chain problems. I have family and friends that actually start buying their Christmas presents in the summer, and if you're worried about these supply chain shortages, let me tell y'all, have no fear. Because John Kerry is here. He's got the plan, man, for how to solve the supply chain issues that we've got. Um, skins, uh, why, why hold up the people from getting this great news? Please play clip number five.
0: The ocean is a source of climate solutions. And they can help to keep the 1.5 degrees target alive. For example, we need to spur the transition to green shipping. If shipping were a nation, shipping would be the eighth largest emitter in the world. In May, the United States and Norway announced a green shipping challenge for COP27 to help put that sector on a pathway towards full decarbonization, no later than 2050.
5: Okay, so... um... We had no idea what he was talking about when we heard this clip earlier. (laughs) Who knows what green shipping is?
3: I think the boats are green, Andrea.
5: Yeah, well, in fact... I mean, the color green. Yes, right you are, because... he obviously starts talking about the ocean and how the ocean is a source of climate solutions. How, let's think about this for a minute. The ocean is a source for climate solutions. Can you tell me what the ocean does that has anything to do with, um, making the, uh, a solution means there's a problem and you're going to do something about it. Right. So, what is the ocean going to do? Is it sitting around thinking about how am I going to stop the um, temperatures from increasing? How am I going to stop that hurricane from forming over the Gulf? Is that what the, is that how the ocean is going to be the long solution? And hard on
3: that, Andrea. It's
5: it's God, obviously, you know, Mother Nature, right? Maybe that's the solution here. He's talking about. I mean, it doesn't even make any sense. The ocean is is a solution. Right. Um, they know the ocean doesn't have anything to do with anything, but they're constantly looking for ways that they can try to push their climate insanity on us. And to the point to where now the idea is that the way for, for goods and services to be, sh- to be shipped around the country and uh, not services for goods to be shipped around the country, it should, I guess, be if you Google green shipping, it means on big cargo ships around the world. Well, um, I guess you might think of that as a good idea. Except, I'm sorry. How are these sail sailboats? Is that how these are going to be moving? You know, products around the world, sailboats. How long is it going to take? We're talk about taking us back to the Dark Ages. We're going back to what pre Columbus days, where spices were <laughs> sent around the world in these big. Uh, I don't know that much about that era, but you saw Pirates of the Caribbean about 29,000 different times. Can you share with us how goods were transported around the country via uh, sailboats?
3: Big, big giant ships and they were sailboats. So it took a while.
5: Is that literally what he is proposing here with this? That's
3: what it to me. That's exactly. making no sense, but that's the closest I can make of it.
5: Because how else is a ship going to transport anything across the country? You either got gas power or you're sailing. Exactly. And I think they mean it. And why would the United States be in cahoots with Norway over it? What's the GDP of Norway? How many people they got over there? Probably not as much as we got in Rhode Island. What are we doing with these? that That's part of that um, World Economic Forum, the Scandinavian crowd. So. That's what that's about. And think about that at a time in which. Uh, the uh, average person is struggling. You know, that's why Jerome Powell had to come out with that nonsense and that gaslighting. But it's not going to work because we all know how we're suffering. We all know how we're hurting. And this is their idea of a solution to now. it's to now. You think we got a you think we got a tampon? Oh, shortage? the think,
3: shortages are just beginning.
5: You think we got you ladies? And I mean, really, ladies, not men, skins. The, there was a clip today that we saw that it was hard to hear. But the left is so insane and trying to push every aspect of their Great Reset insanity that includes, by the way, uh, this LBGTQ stuff. Because every bit of the Great Reset is the economic means and the uh, the economic foundation for it is obviously has to do with, with energy. Um, and that's why they're waging an energy uh, war against us. But it also is part of the cultural Marxist movement. And so, uh, uh, and I'm thinking about this clip that we heard before. It was an
3: animated Disney male character in the middle of a store aisle asking females for advice on which tampons to buy because they had never used one before.
5: Mm -hmm. And they're looking for suggestions. This is what we're doing to this country right now. Well, let me tell you, real ladies who who are seeing some empty shells when it comes to tampons, think about think about you ain't got any product and you got to wait for the sailboat to show up in, in the San Diego Harbor. But you think that that's crazy in terms of climate change? Where do y'all get a load of this Australian?
3: Because we
4: all amb- know
3: that climate change has to deal with gender-based violence.
4: Exactly. Um, I don't have the clip number. Doesn't matter. So, I, mean, I got it. it it's, thank you. We thank the panellists for their insights. As we confront the climate crisis, women and girls' human rights must be at the centre of our collective efforts. Climate change and its consequences can exacerbate the risk of sexual and gender-based violence. This risk is most acute for women and girls facing multiple and intersecting forms of discrimination and inequality, including Indigenous women and girls. Australia is committed to achieving gender equality and eliminating sexual and gender-based violence, including during emergencies. Australia is providing funding to train disaster responders to identify and support women and girls experiencing family and domestic violence during and after natural disasters. We stand with Pacific women and girls in responding to the climate crisis, including by providing negotiator training to support women delegates from Pacific Island countries to represent their countries in international climate change meetings. Women and girls, in all their diversity, must be able to live their lives free of violence. Realising women's and girls' human rights is an important part of securing the future of our planet and a better future for us all. Australia would welcome the panelists' views on good practices addressing violence against women and girls in the context of climate change and the Women, Peace and Security Agenda.
5: Okay, usually I love an accent. Um, oftentimes a British accent makes, makes things better. Well, yeah, and it makes people sound more intelligent. There's no accent you could put on this woman to make her sound even remotely like she has a brain. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Lady, you want to know, uh, you want some ideas on um, practices addressing violence against women and girls in the context of climate change? Here's an idea for you. There isn't any. There's no context
3: no connection.
5: There was zero connection. How could anybody even utter these words out of their mouths? How in the world does anything related to the climate have to do with violence and and the insanity of time? And this train business? Where, where does she say this include Australia's providing funding to train disaster? What in the heck does that have to do with girl violence? The level of crap they're pulling out of their hineys and shoving on citizens around the world as a part of the Great Reset is so intellectually dishonest and intellectually insulting. It makes my hair hurt. The violence against women is if you want to if you want to have context of violence against women that's not actual physical violence but it's some sort of some sort of form of issue in terms in terms of gender identity. Look at it in the context of this LBGTQ movement that seeks to destroy the lives of of little girls by trying to convince them that if they ever thought about playing with a uh, another boy in the backyard that maybe they should be a boy and then put them on puberty blockers, or let's talk about the uh, the violence against women in the form of um, having to have their life's dream and life works and their, and their hopes for a future to be completely destroyed by some biological male crushing their dreams in a competition. Get back to me when you're ready to talk about that, lady. This is off the rails insane. And this is why, as we're looking at these midterms, I don't want to hear from any Republican candidate that does not want to deal with these cultural issues. I, I saw Ronna McDaniel on, I think it was Newsmax this morning, head of the Republican Party. And she when she was asked about the fact that there are a million people have shifted from Democrat Party to Republican, and she's talking about parents, parents being considered domestic terrorist for speaking up at school board meetings. the only, She only connected it to the parents being frustrated that the schools were still under lockdown. No, lady, they were frustrated and angry because their children were being, the CRT crap was being shoved on children in schools. White kids were being told that there was something wrong with them for being white. Black kids were being told they had no future in this country. And pornography and LBGTQ crap was being shoved down the throats of children and being head from, uh, Um, kept from the parents. That's the issue that's going on in this country. Makes me crazy. I want to hear more Republicans being willing to fight hard against this kind of insanity. Let me know what you think. 888-344-1170. I'm going to take a little break and go into my Zen place. Because quite frankly, my brain and my lady parts are being assaulted by this kind of insanity. We'll talk about it with you when we come back. This is The Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170. The answer, San Diego.
3: A.K. Dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego.
5: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show, 888-344-1170. If you want to weigh in before the break, we were talking about this crazy Australian woman talking about how, you know, we got to deal with this climate crisis because it's, you know, causing violence against young women, just complete insanity. And we've already got some callers calling in wanting to talk about this and wanting to rap about it. Francisca is on the line. Hello, Francisca. Welcome to the Andrea K show. I think you've called in before. Am I right?
2: Yes. Yes. Thank you. I thank you for letting me express my opinion, Uh, uh, especially because I do not like to go around. I know this is about these oligarchs. We know that they are in the uh, World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. And I also know how they react when people like us, The owners of the planet Earth and the owners and responsibles for our countries and for our lives talk to them. One example is Sweden, talking about indigenous. Looks like these people write everything so their politicians, meaning mafia, follow their orders. So they order... Bill Gates ordered the indigenous in Sweden to release this chemical stuff to, to protect the planet from the, uh, the sun because he's worried that the planet is going to get really warm. So, this chemical stuff on the sky will prevent it. So, the indigenous said, Guess what, Mr. Bill Gates and the Harvard uh, scientists, go to your place, not in Sweden. So, they, they left. So, what is what we need to Seriously, because when we humans do not react, then they give it, you know, this experimental genetic, you know, vaccines, you know, inoculation to our children. And so if we do not react right now, and I mean it right now because who they are. That's right. I right know because who they are, together, humanity, we have all the tools that and God is in our side to talk to them directly. If they are in the forum economic uh, the World Economic Forum and every country is doing the same thing, so there's no country that we can go illegal. So when they talk about blacks, there they mean that means that a blacks and people like me with the color of my skin brown, we are their slaves because yes. they're always have us commit crimes and do their their jobs well, guess what? no no blacks, no browns, no whites, no nothing, no humans are going to cooperate with their Capricious, you know, lazy, you know, way of getting our money, or our
5: country. Absolutely right, on sister, you hit the nail on the head. You know exactly what's going on on a global level, how they're trying to use minority communities uh, for their power and take advantage of minorities. And and you're right about what happened in Sweden. What we need to every all the citizens around the world need to need to wise up and wake up and push back hard against this because. um, it's happening real fast the transition from freedom around the world to this one world order great reset and it's and there will be no safe place to go if it takes effect francisca thank you for calling in we always appreciate you um got another caller on the line who wants to talk about this as well and it's tony from san diego hello tony hi andrea how are you i'm great thank you doll so you want to weigh in on
1: the crt in schools yeah, yeah, I'm an educator here in town, and I just wanted to mention, um, because of all the stuff that's going on with the curriculum, CRT, just to, you know, as one of the many things, I have a friend who works up in Orange County, she's been at the tip of the spear, teacher up there, she was on PragerU's video on uh, whose children are they, I don't know if you've seen that yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's, I've heard, I haven't got to watch it yet, but... I've heard it was excellent, and this gal that I know who's a teacher, she's in it. And she's also she also did another one. I can't remember what it was, but she has a website where she's been at the tip of the spear, you know, going to these board meetings, fighting against all this other kind of stuff. But there is so much being done to our children who are mm-hmm. so easily influenced, and they're not de- developmentally able Mm-mm. to process this stuff. I'm an educator. You know, I've been in education for 14 years. So... To see all this stuff coming down the pike, then they're insulting the parents' intelligence, thinking that they know better because they're teachers. That's malarkey. Well, right. That's and then. Malarkey. I and- right and we do we do education segments
5: every Friday because I I identified with the help of Bob Walters my education contributor years ago that that's really where the battle for the future of this country was happening and it was in the schools and any teachers that were you know have been speaking up against it get fired right and as they fired and what we what Bob reported on I think it was last week is that as they fired teachers that didn't want to go along with a lot of stuff now they have a shortage in teachers and now their plan is is that You don't have to have a degree in education. You don't have to have studied Mm. childhood development, all the things that go into what makes a good teacher a good teacher, right? Suddenly, you don't need those skills anymore. Well, how convenient because they don't want because people like old college roommates of mine and friends of mine that studied uh, childhood education and childhood development don't want to go along with this crap that's being shoved on kids in schools.
1: Well, not only that, Andrea, too, there's been a dumbing down. I mean, when I did my doctoral degree there and I did research, there's been a dumbing down that's been in process for a long time. And now I'm just thinking, oh, my God, it's gotten so much worse that they're not with that. It's not preparing kids as they graduate from high school to be ready mm-hmm. for the world of work. Mm-hmm. Right. So, there's just so much stuff that's coming down the pike. And it, and it infuriates me that, you know, there's those of us, you know, I'm a Christian and who are in, in education, who are, um, you know, going, pushing back against this stuff and getting involved in stuff. So I just hope that more parents uh, stay knowledgeable, stay informed, fight for their kids and pull their kids out of school if they
5: have to. Right. As well as running
1: right. as
5: well as running for school board. We, you know, I was saddened this yeah. year another year where we had hundreds of, of local seats in a variety of different different positions where we had no Republican running, Democrats were running unopposed and many of them were school board seats. And um and, and well, it, I ran. Oh, you I ran. Oh, good for you. I, good for you. And we I ran but I lost. Well, you know what? That's okay because you, you know what? That's okay because that forced the Democrats to have to, to have to fight, to have to spend money because it, when a Democrat doesn't have to have opposition, then they can take whatever money they have for their campaign and put it over into another area where there is a contested race. Not to mention the fact, Tony, that oftentimes it takes multiple times to get a win because it, you got to get the name recognition out there. And also that includes exactly. getting the party support. So God bless you for calling in. God bless you for working in education and actually being willing to, even outside of that job, to go and, and uh, do your part in um, running for office. And I just appreciate you so much. I've said for a long time now, it's not enough to just come and me do the show or the rest of us just complain about the issues. We've got to get active and start getting in the fight. It, it, the fight is, it is not just going and voting on Election Day and not even enough of us do that. Tony, thanks for calling and God bless. No.
1: Yeah. No, thank you. God bless you. Thank
5: you. Gosh, that's so nice to hear.
3: And, and, and you know, and again, it does not matter if if they if they lose. We need to hold them accountable and show we're going to stand up for our communities.
5: Right. And the more people run, the more eventually there will be wins. There will be right. It's just it, it it's not going to turn around overnight. When we have seen, because there's the power of the incumbency too. She's probably running in a district that already had a Democrat that had been in there or whatever uh, in that area. So that holds a
3: lot of weight. Yeah, it
5: does. Does hold a lot of weight. All right. You ready to take a break? And then we come back. The final segment on tonight's hump day. Beware the animal pox. I'm not going to say the word because supposedly that's just like really uncool and triggering. Stay tuned.
3: news politics and current events it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego
6: yeah it turns out that andrea's pronunciation of gilin is correct uh, my cousin
3: married a girl named gilin many years ago uh he met her she was a belgian girl and he met her during the war so uh you're correct andrea
5: oh well thank you so much First of all, I love a call that tells me that I'm right. I love being right. (laughs) So call all the time. (laughs) So feel free to call all the time. I also love that story. That was a really sweet story. So thank you, caller, for calling in on our 24-hour comment line. Always available to you guys, especially if there were 25 hours in a day, I would add an hour so you could call in and tell me how right I am. And that number for the 24-hour call-in line is 844-814-5227. Oh, reminder, I just saw this on the um on the overheads on the monitors. Yeah, going into Fourth of July weekend, you got to be thinking about your doggies, your fur oh, baby, your doggies yeah, going yes, into yes, Fourth. Yes. Yeah, I don't have a lot of loud fireworks that happen around where I live on the Fourth, so I don't have to worry about my boy Gator. Um, but it can be a problem, and and then it can you know, really
3: cause them some stress
5: stress and then and then you always hear about these dogs that escape out the backyard because they 're so stressed they hop a fence and they run off and so you know be thinking about your little fur babies, maybe
3: just make it a night where you spend some extra time with them
5: yeah or or maybe slip them a mickey as they 're like uh, my you know we, we have major storms where I come from, like hurricanes, okay so um i 'm used to. Um, some family and friends of mine have gotten medications from their vets because the the thunder, the thunder and everything. Yeah, my can little guy really hates too.
3: loud noises.
5: Yeah, do you have to give him a little something, something? Little no, to help him? normally
3: if you snuggle up with him, he's oh, good.
5: Are you sure he's not just milking it? He's not, he oh, it's may, July you know, 4th. He's I a got, smart dog. Yeah. He may be doing
3: that. <laughs> oh no, loud noises. Help me.
5: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. I, I want to report on this story, but I'm not allowed to use the name of it. How do we talk about the... Monkeypox without calling it monkeypox, right remember the world was it the world health organization it, 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 that was gonna really change? shouldn't call it that either. yeah because it's so triggering and i'm like how can it be triggering it's it's from monkeys it that's where i came from, from the animal the monkey <laughs> we call the bird flu the bird flu and by the way if you know you know if you're thinking that it somehow is offensive to african america not african americans but africans because um of this, this continent where this monkey pox originated from. Well, shame on you because you're the one then that's equating black people with monkeys, not anybody else. The rest of us know that monkeypox is because of the animal.
3: And where it comes from. from where, from Yeah, the
5: from where it comes from. OK, not to mention the fact that you lefties like to say that we're not, you know, um, created by God, that we evolved from apes. So, you know, what's your problem? So I'm going
3: to report on the monkey pox, although it's not really
5: much of a story. But they were trying to make it
3: one, aren't they, Skins? Oh, they have have been trying because this failed so miserably, but they're trying to drag the fear out of it, Andrew.
5: Well, they are. And now headlines, headlines, uh, more than 3,400 confirmed cases worldwide.
3: And another headline, CDC activates emergency operations unit for monkeypox. (laughs) The move signals the initial stages of a public health concern as 306 cases have been detected here in the U.S. We
5: have three over 300 million Americans in this country, and that's not even really counting the, the number of people in this country that are here illegally. But
3: they're, oh, Andrea, they're opening up vaccination centers. It's, it's huge.
5: 300. We, with the people in this country illegally, and I'm not even talking about those that just came across the border, I'm talking about visa overstays, people that came here, you know, supposedly on a on an education visa or, or vacation visa, and they just never left, right? We have no idea really how many hundreds 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 of millions of people we have roving around in the U.S., but 300 cases of this. And we already know that it's primarily spreading through the um, gay men. And that's not that's
3: the consensus everywhere. And
5: that's just accurate. That's not any attack on gay men. It's just that's the community that currently where it's spreading. And but they going into the midterms, man, mark our words. They are going to they are looking for anything that they can use to create some emergency with which they can then control the elections and come up with some excuse. And You know,
3: I've heard certain people out there in the community say and at first I'm like, no, 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 no. But then you start thinking about it. What if they try and find a way to delay or permanently put off the elections?
5: I don't think they'll try to permanently put it off, but they're going to be thinking about how they – they're going to be looking for a way in which they can scare people into staying inside and not going out to vote.
3: Mail that vote.
5: Not only mail that vote, but there's a lot of people that if they stay inside just won't vote at all. Um, There's all kinds of ways in which they can um, control the outcome of the election. If the, if, if the Democrats get people fearful enough um, that they want extreme COVID like measures, and then the Republicans don't go along with it. Well, how could you vote for those people? They don't care anything about your life, right? There's all different ways in which they can um, control the outcome of the elections by controlling the populace with another health, public health crisis, et cetera.
3: Well, and I related to this, Andrea, that, you know, 306 cases in the US is similar to the survival rate of COVID if you were to get COVID when we when we eventually found that out. They're making something out of nothing. Of course.
5: They have to. One of the things we had Scott Powell on the show a couple of weeks ago and he had this blog post out about you know conservatives uh, what they need to do and one of the things he said he had five steps in terms of you know basically trying to save this country and one of them is as we're going into the elections to be looking for false flag events and by false flag events we're not these people that uh, that were going around saying that like Sandy Hook was a false flag that's not what we're talking about we're talking about excuses with which they can manipulate the outcome of elections like coming up with some phony trumped up health scare as a way to manipulate when they're pulling the trigger on this being an emergency the CDC, the same people that exploited COVID to control the outcome of elections, then if they've done it once, then why would you not think that they would do it again?
3: And maybe it's more of a long game with monkeypox. But trust me, the playbook's the same.
5: The playbook is exactly the same. Speaking of that, I got to give props tonight. Do the kids still call it giving props? Is that still a thing? They do. They do? Okay, good. I got to give props to you tonight, my man, because last night I played a clip of Hillary and you said- I called it. You called it. She's um, back, baby. She well, they well, they want her back. But who is they? CNN has an article, and, and the clip we played last night of her talking to oh, democracy is just she, she was being interviewed by one of our most renowned journalists, Oprah Winfrey's best friend, Gail on on CBS. So um, in this interview with Hillary, uh, Gail King was like, "Do you really think democracy is at risk?" Hillary it like, is, "It oh, is." Wow, like Hillary just you know was just it, it, had such an epiphany. And so then Sk- and I'm like, what's she doing this media tour for? And then Skins is like, she's running in 2024. And I'm like, no way, man. These Democrats have already said they don't want any of the geriatric crowd that, you know running. And then sure enough, CNN comes out today, growing talk of Hillary
3: for 2024. Well, think about it, too. It is her lifelong ambition. Oh, yeah. I mean, she doesn't care how old she is or what she has to do. CNN is saying, quote, whispers of Hillary Clinton have um,
5: been, been lurking around. I don't really. But see, they don't say who. Like I, I, this to me is that CNN wants Hillary back in the game. So they're trying to push out that there's a whisper campaign going on. And the only people whispering right now uh, is really CNN. In terms of the left wanting Hillary, I have not seen anybody Talking about wanting Hillary in twenty twenty four, they well, want Gavin way, Newsom. Andrew, they other want than Newsom.
3: Newsom. Their bench is shallow. They don't right. have much. Absolutely. Um, Hillary ain't coming back
5: in twenty twenty four. Even oh, if we she, hope she does. Oh, oh yeah, that would be absolutely great for us. And we hope you come back tomorrow night, six p.m. Pacific time. This is the Andrea K. Show. Love you all. Peace out.